down, down, perfect, but down, right there, right there, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's up? We're live, by the way. I think. Yep, YouTube's telling me we're live. We are here. It's happening. It's real. And I've got a jug of water. I'm actually cheating. I uh, I never had soda. I didn't have soda for seven years, and then I moved here to fucking New Jersey and uh, went on a rad ass writing session for like twelve hours and didn't have anything to drink other than a soda. So I definitely took that seven years and shit on it. <clears throat> Bummer. What are you guys drinking out there in the internet world? Oh, so what's going on? What's up with BMX? I don't know. I mean, industry-wise, I know what's going on, but... <laughs> Is there really a lot? Yeah, oh, let's let's talk about something that's really crazy right now that actually happened. Um, uh, I don't know what happened, but I did see that uh, Matt Sagar died today. Who is that? Uh, an old school writer from the Northwest. Uh, Shad Johnson just posted it. So if you go look at Snakebite or Goods BMX, that he posted sucks. a video of him. So uh, rest in peace to him. He was a front brake kind of guy. I think he was on Redline or Solid Bikes. I can't remember. Gotcha. But <clears throat> do you see it? Uh, no. It's on Snake Shad bite? Johnson. Shad Johnson. Oh, just on his. Yeah, he just posted a video of it, and I don't, I don't know what happened. Dang. I this guy shredded. I don't want to suggest anything, but if you read in the title, did you see the booger he did? Yes, that was why I was freaking out. Yeah. Um, is there any way that you could play that? How many people we got on here right now, by the way? Five. Uh, what's up, David? What's up, Zach? What's up, Kevin? I'll just put it up on the screen and just go like this. Uh, no, I can actually pull it up. I'll just have to put it in front of you. Yeah, go ahead and do that. And just... uh. Just give a little bit of respect for a fallen brother. It just sucks that, you know, like age is coming to that point where BMX is getting old enough that people are getting to that age where things can happen. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, look at this. Freaking nose pick whip on a sub rail. The booger. The booger. Look at this down whip out. That's Think insane. about the year in this shit, too. It's like 2000, Tail 2001, Big old three whip. Bar to tire tap to nose pick whip. 720. Nuts. Dude was definitely really good. Yeah, man. It sucks when... When people get to a certain age, how BMX can kind of do a castaway thing. And I've always said this with how companies and things are. And I don't I don't want to be like the bad news bearer or whatever not. But I just think companies, <clears throat> companies need to realize that we need a foundation. And 
we don't really have a foundation if we don't have people that are older. Who's going to teach the younger kids? Because I'll be very honest with you, guys that are in their early 30s, late 20s, they're just trying to hold on to whatever paycheck and whatever they can. Maybe I'm the only person fucking saying that, but I mean, you can go through every team and look at a team and say, all right, what is this guy doing? You know, you you can you can go to the Sunday team and look at some of the pros on there and say, oh, well, who's posting? Who's making edits? Who's doing what? Actually, Sunday's the wrong team. Because yeah, that's Sunday's... a very wrong team because everyone, there's well, only like two that really don't do much. No, 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 no. I, I will be very honest with you. Sunday has a program that others don't have. And a majority of people, if it came out, like if people knew how they ran their program, people would probably shit. Actually, all of them would shit talk. But it's a really great way to run a program. Because then you don't have writers like how S&M has writers on there that haven't posted in 10 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I don't care what anyone says. I'm assuming that you're, the program thing you're talking about is requirements for your job as a professional BMX rider. Yes. So, oh my God, you have job requirements instead of just doing whatever you want every day. Like... <laughs> whatever if fun if people want to talk crap on that they're just pussies because and they're mad that they can't have that job uh david uh i will give you an explanation of why how it's so hard for bmx companies to pay for insurance is because you need a payroll of 50 plus employees now you can take the biggest bmx company i don't know here how about this one how many employees do you think the biggest BMX company actually has on payroll? Money. Number one, who's the biggest BMX company in people's mind? Not money-wise, just biggest. With, like, people? What do you With mean by biggest? Biggest. Like, the biggest bike company. The amount like that we're We could for take them? the biggest mountain bike company, and the biggest mountain bike company is most likely going to be Giant, because Giant's, like, Trek and... More stuff, but what I'm saying though is, is Shadow and Subrosa the biggest? Is Full Factory the biggest? Full Factory's been around the longest, but I almost don't feel say like... it. Don't say it yet. Let's what? get some guesses. <clears throat> Can we count vans? No, let's just talk bicycle companies. Don't want to talk about vans. Hey, what's up, CX4130? All right, anyway. Okay, so, so I'm, I am got a guess here. Go ahead. I'm going to say, if it's not Full Factory, just because Full Factory has two locations <clears throat> between uh, California and... Uh, Austin, it, Texas. Yes, and Austin. Uh, but I still don't know if they beat S&M and Fit, because I know S&M and Fit have like at least 20 people. Right, uh, I... Honestly, in the back of my mind, Kink's huge, but Kink doesn't have as many employees. I feel like the person with the most employees is Shadow Sabrosa. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty close. I, I know that S&M has, um, has a lot, but S&M has a program where they're not on payroll for their actual welders and builders. So I'm thinking more collectively is all together. So anyway, you need a 50-plus amount of employees for you to have an insurance program. And the hard part is a BMX company, like, let's just take Merit, for example, okay? I work at Merit. Mm -hmm. How many people 
do you think work at Merit? Six the at the most. It might be eight, but I think it might be. So Wait. you're saying eight, six? At the Anybody most. in the comments? I know it takes a bit for them to catch yeah, up. Yeah, give it like 15 seconds. So I'm going to count uh, Mike, you, Sean, ZJ, uh, crap. Who else is there? Uh, the owner, the other owner. Uh, that's five. Then I know, crap, there's got to be another one. I'm saying six or seven. Three? Yep. How's that only three? If it's it's not only you, Mike, and ZJ. It's me, Mike, and ZJ, and then we have the owner. We have the owner, Sean, but Sean's only there split days. I'm talking about the other. We're talking Sean. employees. Does he not work there anymore? There's three employees. Sean's Sean's paralyzed. So no, Sean's the other work Sean days. was is his name. No, not he doesn't Sean? work there no more. Okay. He quit a year and a half ago. <clears> There's <throat> three people there. Okay. Kink probably has 12 people. And I'm talking about in-house, actual people that work there. So every company that all these people feel like there's a lot, there really isn't, and you need a roster of 50 people in order to get insurance to make it affordable. So it makes it really hard for bike companies to do that. Now, GT can offer it because GT is a conglomerate and has a, is a really big company. Yeah, they're enormous. They don't have just a BMX side of no, things. No, you know, they're not they're their their pockets are deep. You Which know is what I'm crazy cuz like when you look at what they're like they're doing so much and it's like you see everything they're doing and then you're like, "Man, but who's actually buying GT parts?" Everybody. You're you're forgetting that GT is in QBP. You're forgetting that GT is in, I don't know, is it Pacific? Did it switch from Pacific? It used to be the distro that used uh, J&R. J&B. J J &B. <clears throat> There's J&B, and then the Northwest used to have Seattle Seattle something, and then they switched it to Pacific, and then somebody else bought it, like Advanced something. Yeah, but like what BMX rider is out there buying GT stuff? Well, you also got to remember that racing is BMX and racing is a big, huge part. And a lot of shops do do that. Like there, there is only four all around bike shops that actually do just all racing and then do the, the, you know, you have Chad powers, you have uh Northwest BMX shop, you have J and B and you have one more dude, and I can't. Is it Itzy or Inkies or something that does it? I don't so, know. So, <clears throat> those guys are the ones that go to all the racetracks and do all the delivering for that. But every bike shop is either carrying Redline or they're carrying GT or Haro. Haro's been a big thing lately because Haro's ha offering really good terms. Yeah. So, if you work at a bike <laughs> shop or you're a part of a bike shop, you understand that it's hard to live. So sometimes yeah. you have to take chances and do the whole, I'm going to get on terms where, did you just cuss? or I, almost, I just dropped my water jug with it open almost. Water it's went. A, that ain't even a fucking water jug. That's like a well, a wishing well. <clears throat> uh, anyways, though, so everyone's like getting mad at me for thinking that uh, GT isn't selling bikes. What I'm saying is, when was the last time that you saw someone riding with a GT frame or part who wasn't representing GT? Like, you just don't see it that much, but they're doing so much. It's cool. 
I'm saying it's a cool thing. <clears throat> it's uh, it, it's crazy how it works. A majority of shops are picking GT up because of the mountain bikes, and then obviously they're gonna have great terms. Like, I, yeah, it, it needs to be known. Like kids need to understand that like bike shops are the reason that bike companies are alive. The reason that a majority of us even are around here. What the heck is that? My buddy who's watching just sent me this. Oh, you <laughs> as a chick? Yeah, from right now. Uh, even the, the local shop in Worcester where I'm at sells GT bikes. But you're like, I never see anyone riding them. I see a couple kids come at this, to the park with one. But... <laughs> David just said GT equals great terms. <laughs> and obviously my perspective is always going to be on shop oriented because I'm a sales rep. But yeah. also I know, you know, I owned a shop and was part of a shop. So my whole idea of basing nope, everything. We still haven't place. answered the question. No one's answered the question. When was the last time you saw someone who wasn't representing GT riding a GT? I'm in New York City. All those kids that can't get SE bikes are buying GTs right now. I see a, On a shit BMX bike. It's a BMX bike. Oh, BMX bike? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. BMX. Uh, I've seen a couple. Not money. Exactly. So it's cool that they're putting so much into BMX when you really don't see that many. And you'll probably see a lot more. Some kid showed up to my park on there. It's it's great to have a corporation in there and talking to Ben Ward. You know, Ben Ward's been at so many companies. You know, Ben Ward, uh, I think the most successful Fitz ever been after, after Robbie leaving was when Ben Ward came along. And Ben Ward had a really great team. And then the bikes that he made were really good. And it had affordable prices. The coloring was good. Uh, my shop couldn't stop carrying them. Like, hmm. fit was the biggest thing. And then he left, and now he went to GT, and, you know, those bikes, they look good, you know? They have donuts and Bart Simpson and weird shit that are on them, and kids are into that stuff. It's just... Uh, I mean, like you say, where I'm at, there's a few more kids because the majority of the cats that are sponsored are from the East Coast yeah. that ride for GT, so... Right. You know. Right. I'm just thinking, like, when I go to Ray's, I don't think I've I've seen a single person that had, like, you know, obviously you don't know when you're looking at a flat black or flat colored bike. But I think you're going to see more. Every time that I see I'm a BMX rider that will be pro Tom Dunn, every fucking time I see him, I have to read his whole goddamn name out. Tom, do me a favor. Get rid of all that shit and just be normal. Because I always read all of that before I read what you say. I've been doing... Dude, I'm well, Because you think it's you. part of the message. Is it? No, you think it is. Whenever you yeah, read that's that what I'm long saying. name, so you I need think to tell it's Tom, For weeks, he has no clue. I pay attention to everything. And I see so much. I read that every fucking time. And I should know better than to read that. But I read it. Yeah, I do he, too. He gets me every time. I try, but I can't figure. Don't even lie. You've changed your name three different times, and I've seen it. 
Mike Goof Pro for GT, good things, exactly. So I had this conversation last night with Trevor about how like there's not a lot of companies that are doing things as right as GT is right now. Like they're doing awesome stuff for all their people. They've got a well-rounded team that they're giving people who deserve it the like what they deserve. Giving Mike a pro spot, like that dude's got to be at least he's approaching thirty if he's not thirty. Thirty-three, I exactly. Think. And he just got put on pro because of like you saw it. You were there. Like, yeah, I. I... I want to start off like I was saying earlier that the foundation for any BMX company or any team is you need older guys. Younger guys ain't going to understand it if they don't have somebody to look up to Mm -hmm. and somebody to work with. Like, their team kills it. It isn't like they got a shitty team. But you have to look at it deeper. And what makes it better, and I know Ben Ward would get mad at me, and he did, and I asked him. I was like, does it feel good knowing you have a company that has stability and actually has corporate dollars that back you. Now, they they are going to give him a little chunk of the program, but his program is bigger than any other bike company other than Haro. Yeah. His dollars, like what he pays his pros, like if you were going to become a pro and you wanted to get on any team, I'll tell you fucking right now, get on GT. Yeah, literally. <laughs> if Those... you're going to make a sponsor me edit, you want to be on GT. Literally, if you if that's what you care about, you know. Right. I mean, look at Tate. Tate Ross Kelly, when I was talking to Tate, Tate was like, yo, Ricky, everybody's hitting me up. Everybody wants to sponsor me. And <laughs> when I was talking to him, I just said, hey, you know, proud of you. I hope everything works out great for you. Obviously, I'm not trying to be like, hey, get on Merit or do something like that. But I, I'm just trying to let him know that I back his decision and I hope things work out. And he was just telling me bike companies that were hitting him up mm-hmm. and the opportunities he was getting. But it was like the same two bike companies are the first two bike companies to always hit a big name pro first. Yeah. They're always like the guys that attack it. And the people that you don't think about are usually the best choice for you. Like if we go back in the day and I'll just take myself for example like uh when sub rosa first start started and i got on the skeleton crew and me and ryan Shearer were hanging out and he was giving me my chance you know i could have stuck with that i don't think i would have went anywhere because that team was so stacked at the time taiwan or you know there was just so many great riders that were on that team at that time eli platt fucking um Dave, uh, who did, who's the dude from San Diego that fucking murdered it? Used to, that was on there. Huang. Um, huh? Huang Tran. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like that team was fucking stacked, and it was like I got a different chance, and it was from a UK company, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with a smaller brand that, or a brand that people are gonna say is shitty, because I know that brand's gonna work with me better. And yeah. so, like, people ain't gonna think about GT. So when Tate's like, yo, I'm gonna jump on GT, I was like, that's smart. That's like, sometimes it's better to be on things like that than it is to get on Fit or SM or Sunday or yeah. FBM. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, that's why it's, it's really awesome that Mason got put on there. Cause Mason wasn't like, Hoffman wasn't gonna be able to send him places. 
Well, that's the other problem is Matt Hoffman doesn't even own it. He's just the face of it, and that chick owns Hoffman Bikes. Well, there's and, an even better or even better reasoning that like he wasn't going to be able to get the same chance or like opportunity with Hoffman as he is <clears throat> with GT, and now he's going to get flown out to contests and freaking murder it. Right. Well, the other thing though too is I want to I want to step on this. I don't want to say like only go for the places that are going to offer you money and stuff. You know, being loyal and getting on something is great. If you get a chance, I'm being very honest with you, you get usually in BMX one chance. All right? Matt Ray is probably fucked up the chances because Matt Ray got sponsored by four different companies in one week. No <laughs> fucking clue how that happened, and he still got to sponsor now. So don't be a pro-ho and jump around. But just saying, if you get an offer from somebody and it's just even a hookup or something, be loyal. Be great. And you know what I'm saying? You can't go fishing for like fishing for a paycheck makes no sense. But if you're good enough and you're having those chances, (laughs) uh, GT or Haro's like that. You can't. Let's just be honest. A thousand people. If we had a thousand people in this group chat right now, a thousand riders. One percent of them could get on the Haro team. That's I'm that confident. The Haro team is so fucking stacked. So let's forget about Haro. GT would be the next big corporate one to get into. Yeah. Because <laughs> Haro's fucked. That team's I think 0% fucked. could. Huh? I said I think 0% could out of like, a thousand people. There could be a 1% chance, and that 1% chance could be some crazy kid like a Tyler Fernagle that we don't know about. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, if you look at look at the current the current state of BMX right now I've noticed that like double bar spins are starting to slowly cool down and like exit landers are becoming like the thing again dude it's and so annoying to me but I get it <laughs> the kickflip variations are starting to come in again and it's like a rotation of it's not an easier trick it's just a rotation of putting those tricks in there yeah he changed oh his my name God. see now we have a smart person in there right now, and that smart person is Jason Taylor bringing up the Ben Huckey effect. Has Brent oh. won his own game of bike yet? Huh? <laughs> the last thing that was said. Oh, that one? And it's by the same person. Uh, the Ben Huckey effect is probably the greatest thing ever done in BMX, in my eyes. <clears throat> he is the Can only dude I know that's putting out 20 edits in one fucking year and gotten... 10 plus sponsors yeah. every time he put out an edit he got a new sponsor and he's the one of the reasons dan's comp had to set a new program because he was taking advantage of the program and they were having to pay him so much money that they had to change their contracts because ben hucky is such a businessman <laughs> he's That's like funny. well you guys want to offer this i'm going to take every piece of penny i can get from you hey Do what you can, because it ain't going to last forever. It doesn't. I mean, you know, if we thought about it, it's a 1% that lasts forever. And Dennis McCoy, Matt Hoffman, uh, Rick Thorne, even though people don't think about Rick Thorne or think Rick Thorne's that great of a writer, Rick Thorne is one of the founding fathers. Yep. And has laid a big foundation in BMX. And has done a lot for helping people, like, like, you know, Austin Augie and a few other guys that have agents has set the path for that. 
and giving them to use it. You know what I mean? Fucking yeah. Rick Thorne sponsored by, was it Fender? Is he by Fender? No, he's like just some crazy companies you shouldn't be on. T-Mobile? Something. Just yeah. a lot of crazy stuff. <clears throat> do you do real tricks or no? No, they're all fake. Every <laughs> single one of them. Is that what Andrew just asked? Tricks. Which so, rider is he asking though? That's the real question. Both of us. Neither of us do real tricks. We're, we just do fake tricks all the time. We could do the biggest 360 over the biggest spine ever. It's fake. I just don't formulate or I just don't conform to whatever the normal is at this moment. <laughs> it's all, I hate fake. normal. That's fake, Ricky. No, it's not. As soon as as soon as right now, I know everyone's gonna be like that Lewis kid. That just got sponsored by Shadow on them, and everyone's gonna be trying to do all that except shit. What do you mean? Gonna, what do you mean gonna be? Everyone already is. That's why everyone's exactly the same. <laughs> I understand. So now I'm gonna stay away from except landers and kickflips. I can't do that shit for a year. Hey, you need. And I to had do, an idea. You need to do that X hand bar or cross thing on the rail to bar out off of the rail. Do you realize how hard that is? I don't care. You need to do it. Do you know how hard the, just the cross cross arm bunny hop onto that flat rail was the hardest mean? thing I've done? I'm gonna do it right now. Huh? I'm just giving you a hard time. You need to do it. I I guess. I, I mean, like it matters though. Yeah. It's funny. Okay, here let's talk about this because this Andrew kid's being a hater. Let's talk about this. It's there's a difference between what people can do and what people put on the internet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference. I mean, I could 720 a jump box. I mean, yeah. I could fucking do a tail whip. Yeah. I could do some of the tricks that the kids want, but I won't. You want to hear a funny story, Ricky? Hit me. <laughs> Yesterday at Ray's, I did regular <clears throat> and opposite bar spins and regular and opposite tail whips all in one line. Did I film it? Did I put it on the internet? No. no. Does anyone know I can do that? No. No, but you did it at a skate park, so it still wouldn't count. <laughs> Yo, we should switch one time. We should make an edit where I put on back and front brakes, and I do all your tech stuff on ramps, and then you just take all your brakes off, and you just go out and be goofy. Yeah, no. <laughs> you won't? God damn it. I wish you would just one time be goofy with me. Oh, I will. I'll just do it on my bike <clears throat> the way it is. All right, all right, whatever. He's trying to have fun with you, fucking Billy Perry. Come up with an idea, and he likes it for a second, and he's like, nah. Who's on here? Let me see. There's a lot of people in here right now. We got 21? Yeah. Dude, welcome, motherfuckers. I'm going <laughs> bald. Look at this shit. Victoria can be in here so we can get some more people in. <laughs> Do what? Let's get a hot girl in here. We can get lots more people. <laughs> oh dude it literally hurts to sit down like this Ugh. why'd you shave because it was annoying i hated it oh yeah i forgot you had crotch itch or whatever on your face i had poison ivy oh. <laughs> crotch itch what the heck that's funny let me see. This better be good. You guys interrupted my after work Montana Ricky video. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, <clears throat> thanks, brother. Appreciate the support. 
I, uh, I put 30 minutes of work into every single video I make lately. I don't know what's going on, but you know what I did? Now he's showing your wreck. I'm just showing you know why it hurts to sit. <laughs> you know what I did today, which I normally won't do? What? I went through and watched kids that I don't know who they are. Like this Grayson Roberts or just other vlogger, YouTuber guys. And I really realized a lot of people put a lot of fucking effort and a lot of craziness into their videos lately. And there's so many dudes that I didn't realize that were out there that actually have a lot of followers and a lot of following, like locally. Yeah. Like for some kids. I'd really like it if those people would also upload their stuff to YouTube so that it doesn't just disappear when Instagram dies. No, 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 no. I don't mean – I'm not talking Instagram. I'm talking YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, I went I'm... and watched YouTube videos, and they're putting, like, hip-hop music to it, and they're talking. I just went to some random kid's thing, and he's got, like, 17,000 000... – subscribers on youtube and he gets his videos average like three or four thousand every video he puts out and i'm like i've never heard of this kid i'm in the bmx industry and it, it makes me happy to see that but at the same time there was some things that he was saying where i'm like man if you have this many people watching and these many kids and you're like some kids like hey i got a new cult what do you think of that and he's like i don't fuck with cult i don't know anything about cult i only care oh, about sunday Christ. and jesus that just shows how ignorant you are, though. I know. And I, this isn't bad-mouthing or doing anything because it made me happy to see what he's got. But at the same time, remember when I told you about certain age groups? Like that age group from 16 to 24 is pretty rebellious. Yeah, the whole cool thing kind of thing happens. And I feel like that's kind of some of that. Or he just hasn't had an older guy tell him, like, hey, maybe switch this or that. Or just not be a dickhead about your bike and other people's bikes and just talking to people. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Dustin. Appreciate it, man. Oh, somebody said he's a weirdo. And, and I'm not talking shit on Grayson or nothing. I was just an example of a couple that I watched. And I, I feel like in the BMX community, because we're so small, there should be more working together and there should be more... Instead of feeling like you're hurt, your feelings get hurt. When somebody gives you some, you know, critical, what is it? When you criticize someone? Constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. When you get that, you shouldn't feel criticism. like somebody's blatantly picking on you or doing something. Yeah, They're well, just there, more suggestions. There's quite a big difference between, like, leaving a comment of your opinion and, like, actively doing something to... Uh, you know, like hate on someone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a difference between just leaving an opinion and doing something about that opinion towards someone. Right. I, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy and proud that there's people out there. I had no clue who they are and they're killing it. And then I see big numbers or I see things the way they go. And then I see certain things. And I'm like, man, you could make a big difference if you change the certain things that you said. Now, I'm yeah. not going to say I'm perfect because I, I, I'm I, very big. It depends on my attitude. If I'm in a horrible mood, man, I'm going to be the most controversial fucking asshole, salty old prick ever. <laughs> but at the same time, I try to conform because I am 37. Well, and, yeah. You know? <clears throat> yep. And uh, somebody said he just jokes around about other the other BMX brands. Okay. <laughs> 
you could say whatever you want to say, really. Uh, if you're going to do any pointers for learning flat 360s, uh, pull up. your head the correct right. direction. If, if you're getting around and you're a little bit past 180, tuck in your knees so you pull it up. When you're older, you have a habit of leaving your back end around and you're stiff as fuck, which looks <laughs> ugly. If you watch these kids nowadays, they'll do their three, and when they're 180, they lift and then pull it around because they're tucking in with their knees. Mm-hmm. It's all in your head. Yeah, my biggest <clears throat> tip is to just make sure you're turning your head to the right. <clears throat> it, it makes me laugh when, because uh, Joe Johnson taught me how to 360 which I've probably repeated this, and there's enough people on here that have heard me say it. But when he was teaching me how to 360, he was trying to teach me the old school way. Now, the way everyone 360s is we turn off the lip, right? Joe Johnson can jump a jump, and while he's in the air, he can turn the three. Is there a video the that? Air. I really want huh? to see someone... Like, I really want to see a video of it because it sounds so crazy. It, it, it was, and I couldn't understand how he was doing it. So I'm feeling like he was just jumping, and then when he jumped, he would, like, twitch real quick. But the way he did it was so – this is an 11-year-old mind. You have to remember <laughs> I was 11. So, like, everything about that was so mind-fucking that it's a melter. I want to see it. I just don't know how to see it. That's the thing. I'll I'll look around and look at a few videos of Joe. Because obviously, you know, his, he, you know, Jerry Galley could probably do him too, which here's another name. That's an early 90s, late 90s fucking vert rider. Anybody that's a vert rider can do everything. Like Jamie Beswick. Huh? Jamie Beswick can literally do everything. Look at look at the. Did you watch the video of Mike Escamilla actually talking shit? Oh, dude! On kickflips and everything. It was so like. I don't like normally when people talk like that about stuff, but he's just so honest and like had reasoning, and he was never like, "Oh, if I don't like it, doesn't mean like that means you have to don't right. like it." He's just saying like, "This is not what I like, and that's okay." And. He had so much reasoning behind everything he said, and it was just, I just really liked it. Well, it was because he could back it up. See, yeah, there's a exactly. difference between a person that can back it up and a person where you're like, you can't even do that trick, so shut the fuck up. It's the same as how X Games judges are. How are you going to judge someone and if you can't even do a backflip? Well, it makes no sense. The other thing about it, too, is that he was actively saying, like, the other side of his opinion too like a lot of the stuff he talked about even though he said his opinion on it he said like the other side of it so he could argue both sides and he was doing it at the same time and that's what makes it good the other thing people have to remember he's the first person to do a fucking crooked grind on a handrail first person to do a bar spin out first person to do no footed can can out first person to do no hander out I think third or second person to ice pick a handrail. Do you think, oh, here's a here's going to be a controversial question. Do you think that one day BMX is going to have been going on for so long that 
first person to do this isn't going to really like mean anything as much anymore because there's so many people who have been able to do stuff who just weren't born at the right time. Like those people who did things first were born at the right time and started riding bikes at the right time to be able to do things first. Now it's impossible. Like, cause everything's already been done. Not so, like, everything. Well, obviously not everything, but it's way harder to do something that no one else has ever done before. Yeah, but that's the evolution of it. And at the same time, the majority of those guys learning those tricks, like Matt Hoffman, watch head first. Watch how many forks he went through just to learn a fucking look back or, you know, any variation that he was doing. Like, those bikes didn't even make sense. Like, think about it nowadays. Pretend going back... <laughs> Going outside right now, if me and you had to go do a handrail with a one-inch head tube, a 15-inch long back end, with megs, a coaster brake, yeah. front and back brakes with the old-school oh. fucking gyro. No, you're definitely – it's never going to not be awesome or crazy that they did it on the bikes that they did it on. But but I think it's like the fact that it – the fact that someone like can – I don't even know what i'm exactly trying to say but it's like there's just been so many people born at the wrong period of time that like just like how people kids will post on instagram like oh i've never seen anyone do this before maybe i did it first and people get like crappy about it like oh no hoffman did it 20 years ago and it's like well yes he did but that kid wasn't born 20 years ago he well that comes back to what i always talk about where I say, I don't, you, you have an older mentality for your age, which is good. And you're at least willing to listen to other sides before mm -hmm. voicing your opinion. Yeah. All right. When you go to a skate park nowadays, kids are jeweling it up. They have their beanies <laughs> so low on their fucking head, they can't hear anything. And they don't even know who Taj, Joe Rich, or Ben Homan is. If I went to the skate park when I was a younger kid and I said, who's Joe Rich? I would have got punched in the fucking face. That's like guys that's the were whole point. Nobody teaches like kids need to guys my age aren't giving enough of a history lesson. They're not saying these things because I feel like it's the time I, and I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it's everybody my age trying to hold on to their career and they're being narcissistic. They only care about themselves. Yeah. And I don't Oh, Tom Dunn fucking proud of you bro Thanks you did it a long time ago i said something about it oh, i'm sorry <laughs> I, well, but <clears throat> this comes back to um the reason that things aren't told is even you right now you should be talking about the early 2000s and the mid 2000s to kids that you hang out with i don't know anything about the early to mid 2000s other than i rode my bike in them Okay, well, you're the worst example ever. I am, because I don't know anything. <laughs> and you refuse to watch videos. That's I don't the refuse, I just don't have time. Oh, my God. Listen. All right, well, either way, either way, maybe I need to do this. I, I, okay, when I get better on my channel, I'm going to do reactions. And I'm going to start from Roadfuls 1, and I'm going to watch Roadfuls 1 and react to that and make my way all the way to Roadfuls fucking... I'll go to 10. Because after go. 10, I don't <laughs> give a shit. Because I only care about VHS. I'm just going to go my age group and go up and talk about it and do some things. Maybe I need to do something like that. Instead of always 
I didn't watch that Joe Kid. See, now that's another thing. I'm well, only no, he that. told me to watch it too, and I just haven't. Like, <laughs> literally, dude, I have two jobs, and I do YouTube, and I have a girlfriend, and I dig at the trails, and I host jams. Like, I do so much that I just don't have time to sit down and watch random stuff all the time. So it's like I just I got stuff built up that I gotta do, and it's still on the list clearly because I haven't watched it yet. It's just <coughs> I'm busy. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, and, you know, I'm pretty busy, too, with BMX, but at the same time, I do watch a shitload of BMX. Yeah. And Chris Gold is the man. <sighs> Andrew, I'm going to time you out if you keep saying things that don't need to be said. Uh, anyways top five videos to that's ricky there's a video topic for you since you like to already talk did it. oh you already did it well you're gonna have to keep doing it because right now listen you're at a point where you only have this many people watching yeah. you keep getting more and more people watching they're not gonna go back and find <clears throat> that video so you're gonna have to keep doing stuff well i got i got other ideas you know it's the same like right now when you guys get done watching this if you're younger you guys need to watch matt hoffman head first you guys need to watch Ride On, which mm -hmm. both of these videos are done by Eddie Roman. Um, <clears throat> you guys need to watch Criminal Mischief. Um, I, I want to see. There's other videos I want to add in here to help out, like Who Brought the Dicks, um, Blueprint, <laughs> yes, <that's a> video. <laughs> Dirty Deeds. You know, there's so many videos. Like Road Fools One, obviously, is a must. All right. You guys need to go watch BMX Movie Database, okay? The two dudes that run this that run this website have downloaded every BMX movie and video ever made. If it has copyrights, it gets taken down, but they keep adding them. So go on uh, BMX Movie Database, and any video you can think of is on there. Oh, oh my geez. god. He OG BMX LSD just brought riders. up LSD riders. You can watch that, but I suggest don't kill yourself. And it I makes no sense. If you have a weak stomach, don't watch it. Are you getting head? No. Can you see me? No, Ricky. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why'd your head pop up like that? I tried my hardest. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Did you actually just say that? <laughs> I meant in good humor. Jesus. <laughs> We're allowed to have bloopers. <laughs> That's a pretty gnarly blooper. God. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, I'm come sorry. Here. Come no, here. How can you, she how was can hiding. Her hey. hair's okay. see-through. Tell her I said I'm sorry. Oh, my she God. I, she knows I meant nothing by it. <laughs> it was just like, whoa, he said that. He actually said that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> All right. Well, you guys know that I keep it real and I don't, I feel, clearly, I don't, I don't very have Very clearly. <laughs> that is some funny stuff. Demonetized now. <laughs> We're cut off. <clears throat> Did they do that on these? Uh, no. I haven't had issues with that in a long time. Um, I did for a while, but that I had those issues when everyone was having those issues. And now, let me check. 
I think I've only got a couple videos that are they won't monetize. Oops, go back. Like the big one is the uh, the video my hunting video. It got demonetized. Yeah, for whatever reason. <clears throat> and they that wouldn't. one had the biggest traction. <laughs> yeah, it had ten, like over ten thousand views. Not the, uh, not the one where it's just a deer, like calling it. It's, but uh, it's just weird. I can't even find it on here. Maybe they redid it. I don't know. It's not on this list anymore. But yeah, YouTube is anti-guns. I don't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. That stuff YouTube's really doesn't weird. matter. YouTube's weird. Oh, speaking of uh, daily sponsors and free t-shirts, shout out to Albies. Here's one. <laughs> Ghetto Park, that's pretty good. I made this. This is my design for them. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Uh, who did the podcast? Uh, the Space Brothers? No, Doyle. Oh, Doyle? Yeah. I, all right. How about we go this way? It was super good. I only listened how, to half of it, but is Doyle? How is Doyle's approach? Like, what do you is mean? it? Uh, Doyle's so nice. I don't know. I've when I listen to him do like contests and stuff. I love that he adds extra to it, but he's so monotone. And then we can go to Mike Hitchkins or that Mike guy Hinkins and uh, I feel stupid that's the only thing that I have a hard time with this I told him I was like dude you need a hooked on phonics or a dummy down because oh my he god though, so I saw the smart. funniest thing ever but uh <clears throat> Kevin Jackson thank you for the super chat <laughs> um what was I trying to say but Doyle he's really really good with him like he like a lot of people don't really know it because you don't see him a ton on like Instagram doing it unless you're following the people that he's like around in Pittsburgh. But he likes to like give people crap. It's funny. And like so he's he's pretty just friendly. I feel like but what's good about him is he has enough history and he hasn't burned people and he's not a dickhead. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Really good. I, I'm curious how Dennis Anderson's was. See, I should follow more of this and listen to more of this, but I don't. You know, like it's good. It's really good. Um, the the one that he did with uh, God, now I'm gonna feel like an idiot. Did he do it with Shad Johnson? I feel like he Who? did. Doyle. Oh, let me uh, let me search it real quick. I think I think that's what I'm thinking of. I like podcast like Stu Kevin. Johnson, I like, not Shad Johnson. Oh, Stu Johnson. He did one with but, Stu uh, Johnson, and it was so good because Hoff or not Hoffman, Van Homan was there, and and Van was getting kind of drunk, so he was just like Van when he's drunk. Clearly, he turns into a thirteen-year-old BMX like obsessed kid and it's awesome because he really 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 bad stories out there about him being drunk and what he's done so. well, i'm saying like <laughs> he turned into a funny like he was just ups, like super excited he's just really excited about bmx so it was super entertaining and awesome 
I like that. Uh, just more of that stuff makes it good. Uh, CX4130. Um, I like Kip's format, and I haven't watched enough. But I feel like all of these ones, they write enough notes, and they have, you know, they have not skits, but they have it formatted enough to where they can do it right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, so, Kips is Kips is really, really well done and really well formatted. Uh, he does do a lot of talking, but I don't know. I like them all. Yeah, Glenn Milligan. Anything where Glenn Milligan is talking is so good. Jesus. He's amazing. Yeah, we're just going to do this. I I also like Shad Johnson's done so much for the Northwest and all of, and he used to do a lot of filming for props too. And so yeah. it's good to have somebody like that. Like Shad's yeah. a staple. Wait, are you talking about Stewart Shad? No, Shad Johnson because shout out to Shad Johnson Jason said and Stu without Stu we wouldn't have great videos like Anthem. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they talked about and Van was geeking out about it. It was just well, look awesome. at all the writers in there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was just awesome. Um uh what was I trying to say? Um what's his face? Uh CX said he likes Doyle and Mike's over at Kips. I really like Mike's as well, whenever it's with someone else and it's just like talking. They're really good. Uh, they're all good for BMX, but I've said this over and over. It seems like they're all very good at choosing the same person. And so many people, like how many interviews have it done with Van Homan? How many interviews have been done with Matt Hoffman? How many interviews have been done? It's like there's people out there like Brian Tarada. I've said this. I've suggested it so many times. Brian Tarada still works at a bike shop and is still out there fucking killing it on his bike. Get him on nope. here. Nobody's doing I don't know him well enough. He's fixed my flat and he took me out and he showed me what it's like to hit an eight foot quarter pipe and hit a ten foot fucking back rail, foof it, come back in and throw a down whip. And I was twenty four. Nice. <laughs> I just got a little excited. But I'm saying that there's tons of people out there like <clears throat> like I know Hoder had one on the come up. It would be great to get Hoder because he's sober now. Yeah, get one with Daryl now. Daryl now would be good. There's just so many people who would be really good to have one, <clears throat> and it's just going to take time. Right, right, right. I would love a Davy Watson one, but obviously we know Davy's still MIA. But I love Davy. <clears throat> right. Uh, what was I trying to say? What can we talk about? What do you guys? Let's ask some questions from the chat. Let's ask some questions or, or get have some, some questions. questions. Let me tell you a question. Okay. <laughs> fat Tony. That guy is done. That guy's still doing shit. That fat BMX is still going. That's it's not still Fat Tony. <laughs> I don't know who it is. That's Bart DeJong, the guy who's like a head judge at all the contests and stuff. Okay. Well, I always thought he was Fat Tony. So just because it had the word fat in it, I put it there. Yeah, nope. <laughs> you missed the mark on that one, bud. <laughs> That's fine. I could be I could be way off. 
one month yesterday of no soda. Dude, I am so proud of you. Good job, dude. Guess it's, what? It is coming to my 20th year since the last time I got high. That's pretty awesome. It is. <clears throat> Are you proud of that? Um, For the circumstances, I am. Because it would have led to... Well, it was leading to other stuff. And I know the debate with people that actually smoke weed always say, Oh, it's not a gateway drug or... It's not so much a gateway drug. It's who you put yourself around when you're doing drugs as a kid. Yeah. And you fall into the peer pressure thing, and then you just fall into the fuck it thing. When you get high, you don't have the right state of mind, so I'd always be like, fuck it. And the people I hung out with, like, I grew up with Eddie Cleveland. So me, Eddie Cleveland, and my friend Josh would just all get high, and we're like, oh, let's go ride bikes. And then we'd be like, oh, let's go break windows. Oh, let's get more high. Oh, let's go steal this. So it was just like it kept escalating to worse and worse. And then when I became a teenager, I was like, oh, let me add cocaine in this. Oh, doing handrails on cocaine is easy. Let me do this. <laughs> and it, it just it escalated to the stupidest shit. And yeah. I just realized, like, I can't do this anymore because I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you realized that. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're talking. Oh, definitely, definitely. But at the same time. You know, that's the other thing is I feel like you get older guys and they always just say, don't do this or don't do that. Yeah. And they become like bitter towards it. And I think you should talk about the way you were or what things or why you feel a certain way. Like, I hate alcohol, but I'm yeah. not going to tell a kid when he becomes 21, if you want to have a beer, have a beer. Just don't fucking get slosh drunk and wear your underwear around with shit stains on them and go live, you know, like do it all in moderation. <laughs> Someone told you to shut up because you said the cocaine thing with rails. <laughs> well, that has a double meaning too, if you think about it. <laughs> oh God, let's okay. We're gonna move on. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, Kiss BMX asked if you guys ride today. I did ride today, and I rode yesterday. <clears throat> and Lowry asked me earlier, and I didn't get a chance to answer if there was any new features worth talking about at Rays. I feel bad for saying that I haven't ridden enough of Rays in the two times that I've been there this year so far to even know it, what is new. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but I've ridden the, the spine room, the grind room, and the jump room. Well, who cares about the rest? That's basically what you're saying because you're not a mountain biker. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that's really fun. Like, there's a room that has three, three, like, two-foot-tall, three-foot-long box jumps in a row that are really fun to just do tricks over. Oh, you're talking about that. That one's... That one I've seen a lot of people get hurt on. Well, it's not hard to do. <laughs> get hurt on? <laughs> <clears throat> Who's whispering? I don't hear any whispering. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, those are... I haven't seen any... Wait, no. That guy who was in Buff from Buffalo who was at Ray's yesterday and I met him at Buffalo, he wrecked on one of those and ended up hurting himself on the mountain bike section that's in there because he wrecked and went sideways on one of those. Oh, shit. I should learn front flips at Ray's. 
Jesus, no. I don't want to. <laughs> don't make me. <laughs> yeah, I can't. When's the last time you backflipped? I've never backflipped. I don't I want to. I love that you just went straight up with it. I've tried it so many fucking times, and it just doesn't work for me. Ugh. It's just not. Ugh. I just have no... I, I fall back on the, uh, the thing. When I was 14, I went to Ohio Dreams, this like crazy skate park that opened 30 minutes from me, and I tried to backflip into the foam. And just like, I tried it twice and was like, yep, I'm too scared. And said, I'm never going to go upside down on my bike when I was 14. And I've just held to it. That's sick. Because I just don't care. I don't want to. The first backflip I ever tried was in like 1990. I was in middle school, so I had to have been 14 or 15. See, I have to do math. 1997, and all I did was got upside down and fucking died. I can't get past upside down. I get, like, a little bit here, and I just let go. And just seeing the world upside down doesn't make sense to me. I let go every time. Dude, it's freaking scary. That's why I don't want to do it. I'm just scared, and I just have no desire to get over that fear. Uh, My dream trick is a backflip to manual 180, but... I just, I'm not like Dakota Brat. I just can't do the backflip. And it's like, you know, everybody has backflips. There's so many dudes that I've hung out with, like Jared Washington, Mike Brennan. There's dudes that you wouldn't realize that have the backflip. You want to know why? Because they've all been to Woodward. (laughs) (laughs) They've all went, they all went to Woodward as a camper and learned how to backflip. And then they turned into what they turned into. I've been to Woodward, man. I can't backflip. I've been to Even Woodward, Woodward, too. Just not as a camper. 360s are harder than backflips. You're probably not wrong because the one dude in my group of people that I rode with growing up, he learned them when he was 15 and just did them a lot. He literally said backflips are the easiest hard trick that there is. I think it's scary. Yeah, I've it's always just heard a scary that. Thing. I, just, I don't have the falls. I, I think... I, I honestly feel like I could probably fucking try a 900 and get closer on a 900 than I ever will getting a backflip. I just can't do the fucking that. that. Obviously, I'm, I'm good at spinning, but I am so afraid, just like you. Like, I, I let go. every And everyone's like, yo, stop letting go of your bike. It's going to land on you. Yeah, that's scary, too. <clears throat> And I don't know how to go low either. I always like pull. I'm like, and I'll get like here and I let go or I'll get upside down and I let go. Oh, dude, it's, it's a waste of time. Backflips suck. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's either you, you want it bad enough to do it or you just don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of topics. Uh, today on the East Coast, it rained really bad. And... Uh, <laughs> That sucks really bad for uh, Colt because Colt just flew out its whole team to do a shop stop and it rained. So I feel bad because Robbie just spent a shitload of money (laughs) flying his whole team out and they can't ride. Ricky, I'm hold on. Or not hold on, but. uh... (laughs) What? What happened? I'm just doing something really funny. Look at the stream. 
Oh, crap. All right, now say what you were saying again. Just repeat it, yourself about the weather. Uh, it's been raining piss. <laughs> I put the radar behind me, like, because I got a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> but the weather was so bad, and it sucks because I feel bad for, like, you know, when we talked about companies, it's like he spent and invested a lot of money to get here and look at that circumference over there. <laughs> There's a lot of piss. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> look at how much is there, though. Yeah, it was, it's going to rain a lot. I backflip, but I don't... I can't understand. He does the backflip things, but he does the Vader roll backflip. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, are, are super nuts. hard because your momentum... To roll back with it and grab the bike with you doesn't work either. I always do the side the side one. <clears throat> Kiss, I know what you're doing, buddy. I can understand you. But I know you ride like a weirdo, so it makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm just dumb, so I don't understand things sometimes. Well, what ends up happening is you get to know everybody in your comments and your yeah. group chat. Like, like it, it's almost like we're having... It is a group chat in a sense because we usually yeah. talk to a lot of these people. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? And you get to know them on a personal level, which Absolutely. they get to know us on a personal level. Absolutely. <clears throat> Dude. <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting sick. Me too. What's up, OFG? Aaron Ross rode like a weirdo at a Metro Jam and did a front flip back plant. Yep. That's, that's a he did a Vader roll. He did a Vander roll? Yeah. Over that's awesome. I've tried that. Like, I just need a place. Let's all no, we're not rallying to get me an RV. Stop it. Is old fat BMX guy leaving? Yeah, I think that meant that he was just popping <clears throat> in to say hey and then leaving. Hell yeah, brother. He's another one who's doing good stuff and has a YouTube channel if you haven't followed it yet. I'll make sure to check it out. Um, there's a lot of people. Like, uh, There's a bike shop called Harvest BMX. Harvester? Yeah, yeah. in Canada. Homeboy builds up a shitload of dope-ass bikes. Yeah, Canada. Um, who else is there out there? Let's just keep shouting people out. There's that Grayson kid you were talking about earlier. Yeah. He, uh, Dustin, not Justin, has really great content when he puts it out. He quit. <laughs> well, he's still putting out great content because he's doing it for Gary V. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But he quit the BMX stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, who else has a good channel? Um, if you guys don't follow Cruz, uh, Saf just uploaded a, a minute-long video. Saf BMX. They're fucking amazing. What does that stand uh, for? Street as fuck. Oh, I always thought it was uh, an <clears throat> S word. Jay Dalton. Jay Dalton's good. He's pretty mainstream, though. Oh, we're talking about like low key ones? I mean, we can talk about anyone. I'm just saying he's pretty mainstream. I'm really new to this YouTube thing. I, I, I said no to it for a long time, and I shouldn't have. I should have just kept the momentum when I first started. And now I feel like I'm a little late, but. What's your <clears throat> goals with YouTube? My goal is for kids to realize that age doesn't matter. How are you going to get kids watching your videos? 
<laughs> by being a dumb fuck. That's what they want. They want crude. They just want somebody that talks on their level and doesn't talk down to them. And they want somebody that I'm just real. Yeah. So if I'm going to talk about a topic, I'm giving you my honest answer. I'm not <clears throat> going to beat around the bush. But how do you make the connection from <clears throat> a 14, 15 year old kid and your YouTube channel? How do you get them to watch your video if if they don't already know who you are? By having topics that can be relatable. There you go. I'm giving you hard questions right now. I'm helping you. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it, though, too, is older guys enjoy the content, too. And that's that's a demographic that doesn't get touched as much. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the majority of the people who are watching right now are probably over the age of 28. Right. <clears throat> and I just feel like that voice needs to be heard more. And mine, my goal is just to make me happy. If I'm happy with it, then that's fine. Because yeah. it's a therapeutic thing for me. That's why it's not edited. That's why their topics are very crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm I'm about to do the most personal topic that I've ever done in my life. This next video I'm going to make, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. Is it you apologizing for not actually putting the password to Rodeo Peanut in that video? No, I'm going to talk about my brother's murder. So That's real. Go from a so, joke to that. Damn. Yeah. But uh, it has to do with BMX, and it's just so yeah, crazy. You told that life. story uh, when Sponge and I talked to you, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't get into details and i tried to beat around the bush i'm just gonna straight talk about it so uh it's gonna be his 20th year since he died so that's the reason it's been 20 years since i've done drugs yeah. so i quit doing drugs the day he died so yeah i just want to bring that up and then let people know that like you know being in an extreme sport and hanging out with people and stuff doesn't mean that you have to be extreme in that sense you can still have a good time I've literally never, I don't talk about it ever, but I've literally never done any of that. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And you're from a small town where you're from. You're just as, you have it just as bad as exactly. I do. It's those small are, towns. Have your nothing options to do. are limited. <laughs> it's either that like right now, dude, there's so many people who are cracked out super bad because there's nothing else to do. Right. And I don't know if this guy over here is trying to be mean or not, like John Hicks. I I will be very honest with you. If I feel like your voice is fake, I will give you five to ten minutes of my time. And if you continue it, then I can't listen to it. Like, I cannot listen to Anthony Panza. I do not believe any word that comes out of his mouth because it's not the way he talks. I don't like uh -huh. that YouTube voice. Like, I listened to your new video, your news section that came out this Friday, and I called you instantly. And I said, Jesus, man. You talk so fast. You were talking like an auctioneer. Dude, I would love to be able to do that. Side note. <laughs> I've always wanted uh, to be able to talk like that. Three in one enigma or enigma. whatever it is. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be mean or do anything. I'm just being That's just an blunt. opinion. That's your opinion. And that's the thing. It's like... People need to make a separation, like I was saying earlier, between just giving an opinion and specifically putting something out there as an attack on someone. 
you're just giving an opinion and people can right. accept that for your opinion and then they can accept the fact that theirs might be different and just because you have different opinions does not mean that you're bad you're mean you're saying anything wrong it's just the way it is everybody's different we all feel differently and that's okay right but i think at bmx it's just like our like these youtube videos can be just like writing obviously i'm going to be far off with mine like I can't be goofy and crazy like that because Kareem and Charlie already stole that that avenue. You can like do whatever you, you want. Charlie, who's good at thinking and editing and doing that stuff, and they're high as shit on weed all day long, and Kareem's crazy and out there, right? I, I don't want that approach. I want more of the real. I want to talk about topics, and I want to pick someone's brain and then give them my point of view. And mm -hmm. I know that it's not going to reach... I'm never going to have thousands of views on videos. I might have controversial ones, but I don't think I'm going to have that. And I don't think I, I, I need it kind of, you know? Well, I mean, if you, uh, if you're doing it for yourself, then you definitely don't need it. <clears throat> no, not at all. I, I'm just happy that there's people that follow me. There's people that enjoy it and I'm getting back and I have great friends like you. Um, Troy McMurray called me. I made a video three days ago about quitting BMX or if I had to quit BMX because I got seriously injured. And you know Troy McMurray just broke his femur. Yeah. He watched the video and he called me and we talked for 30 minutes. And he said, hey, look, dude, I don't watch these YouTube videos. I don't even give a shit. But what you had to say really struck me. And it's people like that that I don't even think would ever give me the day of the time that watch these and it turns into something. And it's the same goes for yours, man. There's so many people. I, I am doing what I'm doing because of you and Billy Perry. More of not just by watching your work, but being friends with you guys and you guys giving me advice and telling me to try something. Yeah. You know? And me and you have done so much work over the years. I mean, it's already a one-year anniversary of the rider profiles that we were doing, the undergrounded ones. That's pretty nuts. You know nuts. what I mean? That's pretty nuts. <laughs> <coughs> oh, dude, I freaking got this cough. That is pretty crazy that it's been uh, a year. Yeah, man. I, but we've done so much work and so much we've put into this. I just <clears throat> I just appreciate everybody that we have in the chat. What do we have, 15 now? Uh, Yeah, we have exactly 15. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have 15 people in the chat, and those people have been here for over an hour and something. Yeah, and I guarantee there's people in here who've been here from day one. <laughs> Enigma, I wish you could have bought your bike from me, too. <laughs> Still been here from the start, Jason Taylor. <clears throat> I'm sure you see that one that was directed at you, Ricky. What? Tallies and Ferrell, Ferrell, 20%. What's that mean? That's the username. I know you got it there, so you can just read it. Uh, Enigma, I probably won't ever own a bike shop or run a bike shop. <clears throat> so just the fact that I'm saying that I probably won't means that I probably will. Because <laughs> literally, my when I was in high school, my teacher made a comment one day, why don't you be a teacher, like an art teacher? I'm like, because I don't want to do that. I hate, I just don't want to do that. And what am I, a freaking teacher on YouTube? I'm not our teacher, but 
the videos of mine that get the most views is teaching, teaching videos. somebody how to do something. Yep. It's weird. And what's so funny about our passion is you can understand this. Imagine putting in a fuckload of work and editing into something and it doesn't turn out the way you want it. Like you think it's going to have this impact and people are going to love it and you don't get that many views and you don't Bro, get that much traction on it. That's, you, that's painful. Do you know how many times I've mm. done that? You could ask Victoria how many times I have been like, I think this might be a video that goes out and goes crazy. It might like blow up. I think this might be the one. Put hours, days into it. And then I put it out and it does exactly what my other videos do. The ones where the ones where my topics I don't feel like the topics as great as I thought do better for me. But if there's a feeling to it, it always does the best for me. And obviously my views are nothing because I'm just starting these. Like my writing, like my writing videos, if I put a writing video out and it's not Instagram and I put those out, I get thousands of views on that because it gets put on every platform. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Ride's going to post it, Fat BMX posts it, Union posts it. Like everyone's going to repost an actual real video, not Instagram ones that I do. Yeah. But like the videos that I have now are just getting a few hundred, but I'm thankful to even get that. That's great, especially for the amount of subscribers I have, which is a whole nother thing. <coughs> like, holy Christ, how much of a whore do you have to be? You don't. <clears throat> you stop being a whore and let people like you if they like you and don't ask for it. <laughs> that's that's a cold hard truth but it's honest it's honesty i've i literally for the first two years of making videos i did not say subscribe at all i refused to do it i just didn't want to do it let people do it if they want to now i just say it at the end of a video and if somebody wants to do it they want to do it I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a crazy thing. Um, the false hope that you get from a virtual world is worse than reality. That's the fucking fucked up thing. I don't know how many Instagram clips where I'm like, like, I'm not, this sounds crazy and it's going to come out of my mouth, but I know <laughs> that I've done a few NBDs and I'll put that trick and I'll post it. And it gets nothing. And then I'll put something that's just stupid to me and it gets way better. Like that crossbar grind thing that I did the other day, no one's doing that. Mm -hmm. No one. It's on a flat rail, but I know that like there's no one out there doing bar spin across arm landers and stuff like that. Yeah. And <clears throat> it'll get nothing. Like if I do foot jam bar to cross arm lander out to bar back out of that, it still won't do nothing. But if I go out and do 400 fucking spins, no. <laughs> no. here's what you got to think about. And this came directly from Tim Knoll. People can't relate. Like people who aren't in BMX, people who don't ride can't relate to the difficulty of those things. So like he was telling me like, you do all your stuff on a quarter pipe and you do this ice pick stuff. It's crazy, but nobody outside of BMX can relate to that. They have no idea that it's a ramp. Like they don't know what a ramp is. And he was saying like, that's why people like his videos. Cause he goes out and spins around a signpost 
that everyone sees every single day. And they're like, holy crap, this guy's spinning around a side post. And that's why stuff like that, like people resonate with and relate to more. Yeah, so with the cross-hander stuff on a BMX bike, the only people you're appealing to with that are BMX riders who, because of what's popular in BMX right now, don't really care about that specific thing. That's why it doesn't go crazy. If you were, if we were in an era where Eric Elstrand type riding and Tate Ruskelly riding was the type of riding to do, it'd probably blow up and go insane. Oh, well, that's why Chris Kyle's jumping fucking shit. Chris Kyle's trying to get a little piece of that pie. He's like, you know what? I'm getting older. I can't go ham and do flares anymore. I'm just going to start being weird. Dude, he's and- always weird, though. No, he wasn't. He wasn't? No, I'm coming from being... Trust me. No, he wasn't. And how are you going to name your frame after somebody else's frame? Either way, I'm bitter. Shout out to Park Tool. <laughs> uh, moment for sponsors. you got to put music inside there. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here playing with this. So I'm like, yeah, I might as well. This is the PAW6. It's a six-inch adjustable wrench. That's why it's A-W, and I like it. Dude, nobody said shit in chat. We're dying. No, we're not. There's still 15 people in here who are excited. Exactly. My mountain bike friends ask why I'm not on the trail anymore. BMX tech skills apply to all bikes. This is true. This is very true. I feel like, too, though, there's certain other bicycle things like racing that lend to BMX even more. I quit racing for BMX or for dirt jumping. So Yeah, Alex Liebrock. I know you know him. You just saw him at the GT thing. Alex, double bars, wall ride, double bar, wall ride yeah, whip, then wall ride, a, down whip, switch. He's a skate park kid. Well, Alex was a racer who went to Akron Racetrack, which has a skate park right beside it. And decided like that day that he was quitting racing because he w- he went and rode the skate park and he was done. I only raced so I could do the NBL dirt jumping contest at the end of the year at the finals. That's all I cared about. I I literally during my jumps I was just like Todd Lyons. I couldn't backflip, but I would three sixty the biggest double. Yeah, the biggest roller that they had at the track. I would three sixty in the middle of the in the middle of the race. And I would just let the guys know. I'm like, yo, if I'm in first, I'm still 360. <laughs> I don't care if we're stacked. I'm still 360ing it. I don't care. So I was like, you better be way ahead of me or I'm going to land on you. There's been years during the, like, was it Gold Cup or state championship? The last year I raced, I threed a double and landed on a kid and nice. broke his bike. I didn't hurt him, but I snapped his bike because I had an STA 500. This is like 1998, 99, 99. I had an STA 500, and my bike was like 50 pounds, and that dude probably had like a – oh, he had an aluminum mosh. Nice. I fucking killed that thing. (laughs) Someone asked a really nice question. You think eventually the Olympics will include BMX dirt and park events? I mean, they already are going to have park. Uh, dirt, maybe. Big, maybe. I don't know. It depends on how it is perceived or how it does at the next Olympics. 
in 2020. Holy crap. What are you doing, Ricky? You alright? No, my shit. I thought they stopped as asking questions. Oh, did your and chat stop updating? I'm just taking it all in and trying to learn. Well, that's exactly a good way to do it, Scott. Oh, Flatland. yeah. Like, my shit froze. Oh. I thought they weren't saying anything. Dude, Flatland in the Olympics? I mean, it's figure skating on a bike. It really is, like, when you boil it down. So, like, I don't see why it couldn't be in the Olympics. That would be amazing. I th what are they trying out first in Olympics? Park. That makes sense. Yeah, park makes sense because skateboarding is going to be in there and whatever. Well, it's just what's appealing to people before they can add more technical things. Because let's be honest, how many people are excited? Dude, I can't wait for that guy to have that 40-foot-long pole and then fling around on that. Nobody gives a fuck about that. You right. know, there's, yeah, like the general, like the majority of people probably don't care at all about that. But you know that there's this that group of dudes out there who's like, I cannot wait for the pole vault. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, BMX racing has chat. been. I didn't even realize, like, people are so dope and nice. I appreciate it, guys. I'm seeing some things in here. Yeah, but uh, BMX <laughs> racing has been in the Olympics for a long time. It has? Yeah. There's at oh, least well, I at feel like a dick because I don't care. At least two or three times so far. But I mean, like, that's how shitty it is. Look, I'm into I'm into freestyle, okay? I'm not into BMX. Let's be honest. Alright. I'm not into BMX motocross shit. That's I'm into why we're freestyle. gonna call it freestyle from now on. We tried. It's so hard to get BMX out of your mind. Yeah. But like freestyle is what I care about. Like I I would prefer to be honest with you. I would like Flatland. Oh, this sounds so crazy. I'd like Flatland, Vert, and Street more than I would dirt jumping because dirt jumping isn't dirt jumping anymore. It's more of gymnastics. Well, to it's me. just box jumps in a row that are have a gap because <clears throat> they're so perfectly made. They're just a step up box jump without a gap in it in a row. I like, I, and I'm not shit talking. I will no, never absolutely ever not. be as it's good insane. as those people. It's so ever. insane. It's just it's, all of them. It's that Ogalaga Uluga Booga dude, that fucking crazy guy that does the corkscrew seven twenty front flip, back flip, every trick you could think of in the air. That guy's amazing. All those guys are so good, but I just I I watched the X Games and I was like, wow, I am not interested in this. Like I just want style. Kevin Peraza is actual BMX to me. Sergio Leos, I can watch that. Like I, the Vans thing makes sense to me because some of it's riding, some of it isn't. But they're fizzling out all the these dudes, right? I just like yeah. this. This is what we want. I can relate to this. I can't see this. Nobody, nobody wants. <laughs> nobody wants that shit. You're right, Enigma. You're right. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I like it all. I I won't choose to watch certain things, but we like we all like what we like, and it's okay. Right, but you're not watching racing. No, I'm definitely not watching racing. Okay, and you're not watching Flatland. No, but I like it. I do too. <laughs> I I, Just don't I, watch I it. would love to go to a Voodoo Jam. Like one day, 
if you become big enough, you have to go and experience the Voodoo Jam. That is the greatest thing. All the best riders in the whole world go to the Voodoo Jam. It's, I've only seen video parts of it, but it is like watching a breakdancing of Red Bull. When those Red Bull do those contests, and it's just everyone in a big circle. <clears throat> Obviously, sick. there's only one dude winning every Flatland contest. He's like the Dave Mira yeah. of our time. Well, I don't know. I would definitely like to go to something like that. Rampage next weekend. Oh my gosh. Rampage is insane. What is that? Red Bull Rampage where they're riding on the cliffs and stuff, doing backflips across canyon gaps. Dude, it's I so insane. Shit. It's scary. I I don't watch it. I, I, I See, then that comes like where I'm at too. It's like I can't. I'm not entertained by that. I think it's just more the mainstream. Like I don't watch MMA because everyone likes MMA. Maybe that <laughs> just makes sense. If everybody likes it, I always go that way. Yeah. Sound like Trey Jones right now. Me? Yeah, that's what he says too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's probably a lot of similarities amongst one another. Yeah, when I was listening to his thing with Mike a lot of what he was saying, I was like, yes, thank you for having him do this because there's so much that he says that's like, <clears throat> yes, we need more people talking about these things. Well, that's a problem. If you have a company or sponsors that support you and allow you to do what you want to do instead of holding you back, I think there would be a lot more freedom. Yep. But I feel like it, it lies on people being suppressed by what they can actually say and what they can actually do. And BMX is a cool guy kind of sport. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, this guy's cool. Oh, that guy sucks. Oh, that guy's gay. Yep. What's up, Jeff Mead? Yo, Jeff Mead, how many cigarettes have you had in the last 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, Christ, Ricky. Uh, you see Austin Augie's giving out like $5,000 for his jam he's doing. Good. That's awesome. He said two. <laughs> I saw that and I I want it to be so good. I really do. I hope it's and good. I don't want to have that little demon on my shoulder that's like Don't let why him out. what is he doing? Don't let him out. Why what do you mean what is he doing? What's wrong with it? I don't know. All right. What I'm saying is I just want it to be the next big thing. It's close enough to me. I'm going to go to it. I don't know what it is. I just don't want it to turn into everybody doing the same thing they do with Swamp Fest. It's like, can we just have something and everybody enjoy it and realize it's the next new thing? You know? Just, who cares? Just go and let it be whatever. Are you twitching fun. right now or what's going on, Buzz? I'm, sh I'm shout out to Park Tooling. <laughs> I'm always playing with something while I'm sitting here. What do you mean, Jason, by a 14-foot roll-in and a 20-foot roll-in and all that? Also, I really hope Austin's thing does well, and I hope that the uh, internet trolls of BMX realize that it's a good thing for BMX and that he's doing something good, and they don't freaking ruin it or make people hate on it. Because it's pretty crappy whenever people do something super awesome for BMX and then it gets ruined. 
it's it's tough if people would just actually bring out why they're doing like if Austin Augie or Trey Jones actually came out and just said like hey I am gonna make money for this because I need to do this and then set it forward people would just shut their mouths because he has it he has to pay for the campground he has yeah. to pay for all the wood he has to pay for the sponsors. He's flying out certain pros to come. If he would just publicly say that, then he can just shut everybody down. The problem is, is that there's a lot of things to do with jealousy. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. BMX has nothing but jealousy. Yeah. You're not wrong. <clears throat> and I will be very honest with you. I am a bitter old fuck, and there's certain things I'm jealous about. I There's only one thing that bothers me about Trey Jones. And I don't even need to say it publicly. <laughs> but You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, well, I, I will say it. I, I don't like if somebody gives you something for free, do not resell it. I hate when people do that. That's my only thing. But, but here's the thing about that, too, though. You don't know if the person said you can do that. Like... There's a there's a difference between being shady about it and getting stuff like I'm not saying any names. I don't know anyone who does this, but if someone were to do this, like <clears throat> if you get something for free from your sponsor and you say you're getting it for yourself and then you sell it without them knowing, that sucks. Well, the other thing that I have to say is like we have older guys on here. They're going to understand this. Nostalgia is a big piece in our sport. Yeah. And mid-school selling of bike parts is a motherfucker. There's a lot of money in that. If Van Homan wants to give away his 2002 fucking Schwinn BMX bike, you know, I can't even name it right now because it's on, on top of my head. But if he signed that, gave it away, and yeah. was giving it away for a purpose of somebody to have that in their collection, and then that person turns around and says, hey, I'm auctioning off this, that to me is the biggest disrespect to people or people that get things. And then they're like, well, I already have triples of this. So I'm going to sell the shittier one of this. And I got, I just don't like that. I, I guess. Cause I'm more of a, I'm here to preserve BMX. I'm not here to profit off of BMX. And when a person's giving you something that doesn't mean something to them, it means a lot to other people. And if you have a chance to get that from professional BMXers because you know them, don't be a dirtbag. That's all I'm saying. And that's I'm not where calling we'll end this that isn't, conversation. <laughs> what? I said that's where we'll end that conversation. But this isn't towards, I'm not saying this towards Trey Jones. I'm talking about everybody that's there. My thing is, if Trey is in that in that world, Trey knows what he gets and what he should do with those. That whole thing wasn't geared towards Trey. My only thing is, is I just need a few things clarified with collecting, and that's what I do because I collect VHSs. So I'm a huge BMX VHS collector. I've had at one time I've had over 300 VHSs, and I give away all my doubles. So if I have a double and you're a collector and you need something, I'll trade you or I'll just give it to you. Yeah, well, I don't, people can do whatever they want with their own stuff. It doesn't matter what other people think about it. <laughs> like your, your values and someone else's values aren't always going to be the same, which is why you're allowed to have your opinion, but you can't tell people not to do something with something that's theirs. Uh, well, it's not yours. You didn't pay for it. You didn't give it to them. 
Like you don't have like you know what I'm saying? Well, you don't collect. Maybe maybe I'm just getting heated on something that you don't do. That's why. I got a collection of orchids right there that I'm about to sell for more than I paid for them. And I got them directly from Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for them. I don't care what anyone says about making money off of them. I paid for them. I'm so I talking can do that. about not paying. I'm talking about getting for free. Yeah, well, I get what you're saying. I know where you're coming from. Just, it's one of those things, though. Oh, dude, when it comes to this game of bike, it's so funny to me whenever people, like, if I don't post something right away, I feel like I can see people liking stuff on the Lip Lords page as it feels like it's a reminder. Like, hey, you didn't post this yet. <laughs> well, either way, you said that one point you want to have a free and clear way of talking. What do you mean? <laughs> you said that at one point that you want this to get to where people can say their opinions and not yeah. have a problem with it. Absolutely. Right? I can't forever be the guy that's <clears throat> always going to be on both sides, if that makes sense. Because yeah, I've always been okay. one of those guys that crosses boundaries, but I try to do it in a way that doesn't hurt things. But there are so many things that eventually maybe one day I could just be like, oh, how about I have a bad day and I start airing it out. And I've said this before where I'll turn into a catfish. And I don't want that. But eventually that could happen. you know. And, and I know there's enough people out there that fucking hate me because they've never met me. And I have such a loud voice. And I state, I do state my opinions. And I don't. I got where I got because I put the hard work that I have in yeah. it. And I don't even have that much. I have a tiny slip from it. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm just always going to be the devil's advocate thinking of both sides of something so that, <clears throat> so that maybe people can think about both sides of things with certain things in life. Because we're not all the same. Right. Well, everyone's got values. Everyone's got different ways that they look at things. And that's what makes freestyle so great. Yeah. And that's like so if, many variables. If like, you want to get something for free and then you want to keep it forever or you want to give it away or you want to sell it, that's just, that's up to you. You know? Right. I, uh, here's something that I wanted to ask a question on. How many people on here actually physically go to their local bike shop probably all of them i'm curious now i have no problem if they do mail order because lb's does mail order the secret yeah you know everybody does a mail order my thing is is i just want to know how many people physically support their local bike shop we got two jeff mead do you, Jeff Mead Jeff, works. Yeah, Jeff Mead <laughs> and CX both worked at the bike shop. Look at that. Look at all these yeses. One, two, three, four, five. Six. I can't even count. You guys are going too fast. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten, all right. There, there's the per there's the person I was looking for. All right. So Zach, why do you think they don't support BMX? Please explain to me and ask and tell me why they don't support. Look at all of these people who go to their local bike shop. That is awesome. I love it. But I, I want to know why Zach says that. 
Well, while he's answering, I'll say my scenario. I don't go to the local bike shop where I'm from in Worcester because they legitimately have been jerks towards BMX riders to the point where it's like I'm not. Okay, why why have they been jerks? What have they done to Cause, you? Because they're what have they done to you? Because they're just that when you go in there and you need help with something, they don't want to help you. Okay. When you were younger and you went in there, were you asking them to do something for free or were you willing to pay for it? No, so it's like I, it's like I've went in there several, at points and the only person who's cool about things is the guy who actually owns it and his wife. They've helped out. But when you go in there and his kids are like his adult kids are the ones that are doing stuff, you ask for something like you want to buy something. Or you like you're trying to actively get something. Like you're not just trying to get p tools or have them help you do something. Like you're actually trying to <clears> see <throat> if they have something, and then they're just arrogant towards you and don't care and don't want to help you. I, I just I always want to figure it out or see where it is, and yeah. I, and um, I'm just trying to I'm trying to do what you basically do. Is yeah, exactly. No, you're good. And I'm just saying that, like, if kids come in there and they just want to borrow tools and they want to do shit for free, because basically the reason I'm saying this is there's a local bike shop from around here, and that local bike shop doesn't help out. And the reason it doesn't help out is because kids ain't coming in there buying the stuff and giving them money. They're yeah. just coming in there asking for tools and doing things, and it's just led up to where they hate you, you hate them, and then it's just this friction, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, and yeah. I'm not saying that you're wrong. No, yeah, it's every situation is totally different too because right. every bike and, shop's different. And and I feel like if you're old enough in that stuff and you could walk in there and even if it's a road bike shop, you could potentially open up that shop and make them see different if you gave them your point of view yeah. by just slapping some money down on the table. And a lot of times kids just don't ever do that. Yep. I've just had scenarios and heard things to where it's like, yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even open to wanting to support that. They can have their own little group. I'll go to Brimstone where they actually want to support BMX and it'll be good. <clears throat> Marty, that's basically it. <clears throat> Yeah, I and the only reason I'm trying to do that is I'm just thinking that some places kids have just been ignorant over the years and it's right. it's caused something. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's definitely places where people where it all it will take is that one person going in there and like just talking to them. Because you know, I went with the kids and they needed to change they needed to change a chain and fix a flat. And I was like, "Yo, when you went in there and you had to use their tools, did you say, hey, can I just use your tools and bought a tube instead of saying, hey, can you change this tube and let me pay for the tool so I can use it? Like try to change your words. And if they see that, then eventually they're going to build up trust and they're going to make money from it because they, they have to make money to stay in business. Right. And I had to teach those kids. I'm like, look, you have a 17. You have all this. You need them for something. They need you for something. What they need you is they got to make money, too. And you're just coming in here poaching from them. So I try to get them to see both sides. And I'm like, look, you're trying to use a chain breaker. Do you realize that like chain breakers break really easy? And they're expensive. <laughs> oh, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just trying to be, you know, better towards it. Yep. 
I want Jeff Mead to come on here and give his rant. I really do. Because what did I, he say? He said, I have a whole rant for this. Good. I Jeff has to put up with tons of things. Jeff, Jeff resurrected his bike shop. He had to do so much to get them to start buying BMX again. Yeah, that's why I want him to come on here. Because I know, like, if you work at a shop, you know it just as well. And obviously I'm saying this because, you know, I was part owner of a bike shop and that's what I did. I worked at a shop. Yeah. And the shop that I came at didn't support BMX at all. At all. And then we bought it out and had to restart that and redo it. And I had to teach kids all over. Like, all right, kids, you want a 17? It's yellow and it's spray painted out front of the box. If somebody takes it, that's all you get. It's so, gone. You better go to the skate park and beat the shit out of the kid that stole it because everything's up to you. And let me tell you, nobody ever did anything. Obviously, you're looking at me going, Ricky, don't be advocating fight night at your fucking bike <laughs> shop. But I'm just saying, like, the kids wouldn't steal anything because there was always that one police officer. There's always that one little snitch kid that's a rap <laughs> fucking ricky he's the asshole that did that he's the one that wall rided this there's always that one dude that wants to tell everything <laughs> don't get me in trouble yeah you know the one guy that just wants to hang out at the bike shop all day long yeah i don't think jeff mead has an iphone either he has android but it doesn't matter skype is oh, it skype. Doesn't? yeah skype skype but skype is actually a microsoft thing <clears throat> i just don't know if he's gonna do it or not i texted him uh, I would I would really like to hear his opinion on it all because he deals with it every day. <clears throat> and the other thing is, too, we have another local bike shop in the next town over, or another town right close by, that's super cool about BMX. BMX riders from that town worked there, and they're awesome and everything. That's usually what it takes, is somebody that knows BMX to work there. Oh, he's trying Hey, tell Jeff if he can't get that shit to have his roommate help him. <laughs> because his roommate's young enough to understand. <laughs> Doesn't he live with Joey? Yeah. Yeah. Joey Cobb. Joey. Coates. I always want to say Joey Cobbs. Coats. Uh, we figured out. Remember the Brazilian guy from Tissio? Who's yeah. 360X up to turn down? Yeah. Uh, frick. I remember what they called him already. Was it super bad? But bad, dang it. No, I don't remember what it was. But I was with Pootie yesterday, and he knew his name. Wow. And I'm like, oh, no one knew his name. That's awesome, Kevin, that you're supporting Mezzerol. Andrew, Andrew has a really big history. You know, he worked at Eastern as a sales rep, and then he worked over at Animal as the sales rep. And then now he's running a shop, and he's being pretty successful, and he supports all brands and companies. Um, I know today sucked for him because the whole Colt crew came out, like I said, and now it's raining. So yeah, I don't know if you kids suck. got the ride with the Colt crew. Tell them to come to Ray's <laughs> in Changa. I wish we could. You guys are so far away from us. I know. It's not worth it. It's such a far drive. <clears throat> every year, it seems like every other year I get to come visit you for the Kink Diller Day. Yeah. But the weather is always so bad. Let's just hope that it doesn't end up a repeat of well, last year. This year is going to be different for a lot of people because of CABDA. Everyone's oh. going to that bike show. So CABDA, <clears throat> <coughs> 
Cab does in San Diego this year, and it's three days before the Kink Diller Day. So we're going to fly out there, and I'm going to be with Kink. And then that weekend, I have to fly back, and then Kink has the Kink Diller Day. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it because I have to go to Chicago for the next one, which is in a couple weeks after that. I was going to say, there's two cab does. There's three. Oh, there's three. I didn't even know there was a third one. <clears throat> yes, they're doing one in uh, they're doing one in January, towards the end of the month, in San Diego. Then the beginning of February, they're doing it in Chicago, and then the end and beginning of March, it's in the Flushing Meadows in New York City. Dang. So if you work at a bike shop, make sure you guys sign up. Yeah, that's like the new inner bike, basically. But it's in three different places, and it's cheaper for boots, and it's not yeah. totally all about the money. Yeah, I heard well, that the, it's better. The good thing about it is they don't they don't separate everybody. They don't. When you walk through the doors, when I went to Cabda, it was it was S and M specialized for a day. Uh, some Chinese seat company, some food company, seats, chains. Like, they put us all integrated to one another. So then bike shops just don't do this. Where's the road bikes? Where's the mountain bikes? Where's the BMX? You know what I mean? It's all, so you have to walk through everything to get to what you want. And when you walk in there, they give you this calendar and they say, hey, we're giving away $500 gift coupons. To certain companies, what we want you to do is get emails and addresses and have them sign this piece of paper and then hand it back. So you are forced to go to 20 at random companies and go get signatures from them if you want to win certain things. Wow, that's cool. It seems literally what it sounds like is that some people got fed up with Interbike and how they did it and was like, how are we going to do this better? I just want to give you an example of how expensive Interbike is. Take away the fact that you had to take pretty much a week off of work, all right? That right there is going to lose you thousands of dollars, all right? I don't know if I'm allowed. I'm going to say this. I can say it. I know. Okay. No, no, no. So the last year that I ended up going was the year you were there, 2016. Yep. Okay, 2016. Do you know how much (laughs) Shadow Conspiracy and Sub Rosa paid for their booth. Well, they had doubles, didn't they? <laughs> they had either way. They had double booth, a single booth with just single booth, not even splitting it up between companies. Like one small booth, like whatever by whatever. It's eight by ten. Yeah, that was ten grand. Well, it's eight thousand plus two thousand for electricity. There you the go. The electricity is two thousand. There you go. They paid over forty thousand dollars for their space that yeah, year. Yeah, I'm not surprised because how they do you had recuperate forty thousand dollars when you go to Cabda? It's hundreds of dollars, literally not hundreds, thousands. and it's on their freaking website. Like you don't even have to. It's not a secret. It's right there. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's just better. Well, I, I mean, I will say nostalgia and going back to like when the Gons and. Lee Ramsdale and everybody and I was walking around as a kid at Interbike was the greatest time in the world. Oh, I, I will sure. be honest with you. And then you went to Anthem Skate Park and every single pro was there at the skate park and you got to hang out with them. Yeah. And the after parties were awesome. Yeah. And I don't mean after parties of, hey, let's do fucking cocaine like the last one and Adam 22 doing all that crazy shit on live. 
Oh, no, it was Snapchat because there's no such thing as live yet. But he did all that crazy shit on Snapchat. And it was like, it wasn't like that. Back then, it was just like every BMXer and they all came together and all they did was drink beer, like PBR. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you had Nora Cup and it was a good time. And then it just turned into this corporate piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really get to go at a great time to be there. It was cool and it was fun. It just wasn't as good as like the past. Right. And that was back at a time where inner bike is what you had to do. Like, there was no other option as a company because there wasn't Instagram social or social media. Yeah, you just had to go. That's why it existed. Jeff Mead, what's your status, bud? What is your status? Talishian Feral 17 Ones. Have a good night, brother. Thanks for hanging yeah. out for two hours. Thanks for thanks for joining. <clears throat> He's trying. Jesus Christ. Pretend at the end of this there's a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. That's not very nice. It's Jeff Mead. You know, you know what's so crazy about Jeff Mead? Jeff Mead is so goddamn good on a bike. And he's goofy-footed. Uh, who gives a shit? I think goofy-footed riders are better <laughs> they than They are. They're all better. We can all Way name better. 15 better riders that are Way better. Mike Aitken couldn't even decide what he wanted to be. All yeah. right? Let's 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 be real here. <clears throat> Tony Jay, Hamlin. Jay Dalton. Marcus Christopher. Tony Hamlin. Mike Aitken. There's so many. I like dick-footed riders. They just, they're better. Like you, you see someone ripping and then you see them rotate and you're like, oh, okay. They're goofy footed. That's why they're so good. Dan, I, I, Nyquist is so over underrated. Like that dude is so dialed. It is absolute. How the fuck do you do a three, six? Look at my arm. That's his XF one hander, three sixties. Jeff, delete that. I'm going to delete that. <laughs> He put his username on here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, leave him alone. Hey, Jeff, while you're at it, dude, can you put up your uh, social security number? Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, it didn't show up. Oh, you're showing more of it. Look at that. Now you're showing all of us. Jesus Christ, Brent. What are you That's doing? That's just names. That's not actual names. I saw Pornhub. No, you didn't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I think I got it. Dude, how much you want to bet Geoff is going to have four cigarettes in his mouth? Oh, I think he's in. No, he's, it's calling him. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I hope, I hope you end up having to mute him and kick him off right away. I'm working on it. <laughs> Edwin was goofy-footed. I don't know. Either way, what I was going to say with Jeff is Jeff could have, can still be a legitimate pro. <clears throat> and it just sucks that the way politics work and the way he rides is it's hard for people to accept that. It's kind of like you're riding. Like Jeff shows up with four brakes on. And when I mean four brakes, he's using his feet and his fucking, his forehead to do brake tricks. <laughs> and... <clears throat> It's like people are always so frowned upon. Like if everybody isn't doing that, then the single man is always out and they don't get that chance. Yeah, it's pretty but, it's a bummer. It is. It sucks. 
But, I mean, whatever, right? Breaks are going to come back. It'll be okay. You just, you just got, you know, the hard part is, is for people that are different, is some of them have a hard time sucking dick to get to the top. And that's a hard thing, and it's who you know and who you blow. And I know that's against the way you are. You don't want to be that way. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to bow down a little bit and go the way that people are doing it a little bit. If you yeah. want something bad enough. Well, you know what? They can suck it because I can double peg to bar a flat rail. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure all of us can. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to call him, but it keeps saying unavailable. No breaks for life. You know what's so funny is I can remember when no breaks in 1993. Is it 90? No, it ain't 93. That's a little bit too early. 96, right? It's around 96 when the Gons and everybody was doing no breaks and Smoker Dave and Eric Eric Hillstad. <clears throat> I can remember Chris Toth. Holy shit. Those are the good days. I remember going breakless and then how amazing that was that it actually meant something and nowadays it, it's like oh you have brakes on so you're like this different person <laughs> yeah jeff's on no i'm trying i'm trying my best but i don't know how to do this when he's just got to accept it he just has to accept it ricky what was my first bike? My first bike was uh, 1991 Hutch Pro Raider. What was your first bike? Boom, mine? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking everyone else. Uh, oh, sure. uh, 2006 Fit Team Complete. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Well, actually, my mom bought me a Yo Predator, and it was pink and purple. And uh, there was an Indian kid down the street, and I knew he had a Hutch Pro Raider. And I was like, yo, I bet you that fucking dude will let me trade him my brand-new bike for his. And so my mom bought me a brand-new bike, and I straight up went to that kid, and I was like, yo, I'll trade you this brand-new bike for your piece of shit. <laughs> He's like, sure. That's 30 funny. years later, a Hutch is way better than a fucking Yo Predator. That's funny. All right, we're going to try this again. Oh my god, no way. Enigma, you had a Blue Max? That is so sick. I had a Blue Max. I had a white one, but it kept breaking. A what? A Blue Max. It was a mongoose. It was like it was like, you know how Robinson was like the race frame of the GT? Like, you know how they had like off brands like Auburn? Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh shit, Kevin Jackson had a Oh, somebody had a poverty. <laughs> You know what a poverty was? That was a specialized. Um, hell yeah, Dan. Flatland for life. Why can't I see this? <clears throat> Meg Wills, the metal ones? Fuck that. Oh, dude, I had the plates. Remember the plates that went around your spokes? I never had that. Michael Michael had a trek. Was it when Josh Stricker was on trek? Yep, Poverty was Dan's comps. Had its own bike company for a bit. 
which they bought up all the specialized old stock and made poverty frames out of it. Which, if you look at them, are the TJ Lavin frames. I'm trying to get Jeff in here. I'm sorry. We got I'm just over here answering here. all these old school dudes that are my age, and Good. that just makes me happy. We got 22 because people all... in here still. Oh, you had a red line pro line? Hell yeah. Uh, my first real legitimate bike was in 1998. I got a dirt bike with a one-inch head tube. Dang. So maybe it was 97. What was your first real bike? <clears throat> first me? Yeah. That was my fit team. Fit 20? After the fit team. When when you custom, when you built it all up. And oh, everything. I actually, okay, so I changed it. Uh, damn it, how do I get this? Oh, there it is. Um, so before I actually get Jeff in here, I'll tell you my story. Uh, so I built up that fit team. I put demolition parts on it, the lime green ones. Hell yeah. And I built up wheels for it. So I had that frame, a different fork, uh, and all that. And then the <clears throat> dude who rode locally, there's Jeff. Okay, so uh, a dude that rode locally wanted to sell a shotgun that he had. There was like a rare <laughs> shotgun. No, here's what happened. My dad bought the shotgun, and then his bike was part of the deal, and I traded a go-kart. And then my dad put money in, and we got the shotgun and the bike, and he got the go-kart and the money. So I ended up with a FBM Stairmaster with slam bars, Primo Kamikaze forks, uh, the the Odyssey G-Sport, like the Marmoset front wheel with the 7K and the G-Sport hub. Do you have a hub. picture of it? Probably somewhere. Uh, we'll I, get got in. A, I got a picture in my like behind me somewhere, nice. but it's funny. I'm about to get Jeff in here as soon as I get done with this story. Uh, and it had a demolition <clears> hub <throat> on the rear, the anorexia one that had the opposite threads on the yeah. bag side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it had a Primo balance hub with Aitken, Aitken front tire. Uh I forget the rear tire that it had on it. It had a shadow yeah, literally seat. Literally going through every part. It had a shadow seat. Uh, it had fly Reuben grips, and it had Diatek the Hombre Fiesta brakes. Shadow seat post. What stem? Fly, fly front load stem. Yep. What tubes? What? I said, what tubes? <laughs> what uh, bottom bracket? Uh, Walmart. I uh, don't know the bottom bracket, but I probably still have it. All right. Let me turn that off so I can go through my contacts. All right. Where's Jeff? His name's not in there. What? I said his name's not in there. Maybe it'll work now. I had, I, that bike that I had, the S&M dirt bike. Yeah. Had had so many bad things happen to it. Really? It's not even funny. What's up? I said, really? Yeah. Like, in uh, we were riding street one time 
and there was like 20 of us and we were yelling and these Indian kids were like all timid and they thought we were trying to beat them up. So we went to the local skate park outside and we were in the parking lot and these three dudes showed up in lowrider trucks and jumped out and just started punching everyone. Wow. And I like saw it and I went to run away. And you know when you're not paying attention and you just turn and I went to run with my bike and I straight clothes hanged a fucking stop sign <laughs> with my face. <laughs> I'm going to add Jeff real quick. Out. He's calling Are we me. Add him? There's Jeff Mead. Let me call let me add Ricky back in. This Yo. is Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to add Ricky back in cuz I just hung up on him. All right. Did he answer? No, he didn't answer yet. He's probably confused. Oh, come on, Ricky. I might actually put him on hold. Put him on hold? Yeah. What, I'm gonna... what I was going to get at is that I come from... Uh, oh, I'll let you fire back into this because it's been a few minutes. But uh, I come from a bike shop that literally doesn't... Oh, there he is. Back stuff. Okay, oh, hold on. Hold on. Start over. Holy shit, dude. Jeff looks good, bro. <laughs> he's actually he's smoking, just he like Ricky said. <laughs> Pretty much am. Okay, really, so this uh, is the front brake and rear brake master of goofy footedness, decades of amazingness. Yeah, look at his bike shop. He's even representing it. Now, Every single shirts I own. Now, Besides, like, shirts I bought. Can you start over with your context? So I come from a bike shop that literally didn't carry a single BMX item in it when I started working for them again. Give me, wait, 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 wait. Should I make this another stream so it's its own video? This is two hours in.